Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, in the Podcast. We're talking about a TV show uh, called The Nevers. We're doing episode six, which is called True. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. Oh, my God. It was an origin story. <laughs> I, I'm watching this thing, and I'm like, am I watching the same show? <laughs> exactly what I did. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute, and, and I turn to my wife, and I'm like, okay, what's going on here? This show, which normally takes place in uh, the turn of the century, uh, we're all of a sudden in full-blown future sci-fi world with all new characters for the first, what, 15, 20 minutes or so? Yeah. That was the first half of the show. Yeah. And... You're like, what does this have to do with everything? And little by little, you start to get it that this is <clears throat> the future, but it's the origin story of everything that's been going on in the show. Uh, the Galanthia is there, and there's a big civil war going on with Earth, and it looks like the Galanthia is there to try to help and they seem to be giving up, but in reality, um, one of the soldiers who gets who kills herself, similar to True, also killing herself in um, the, the back in time, um, her essence or her per person or whatever soul or whatever personality or is taken and brought back into time and put into True's body. And that's the big reveal of the episode. Right. Yeah, and she's at that time she's called Molly. Yeah. Yeah. And we got a big origin story behind her, which is so sad to watch. Uh, Molly's character. Um, there's a lot going on with this one, but um, I kick myself for not picking up on this reveal because we said it earlier in epi episodes. She goes, oh, you invented the, the amplifier. Oh, you invented the x-ray. She's like saying these things as if they, she knows what they are. And, and um, Penitz is creating these things and uh, Amalia's like, wow, you're, you, good job, you did the, you made the amplifier. She's basically, and she had already told True or uh, Penance what was going on. So it was like she had full memory of her future self, but wasn't, never told the audience, basically. <laughs> and I should have picked up on that. I, I guess some people did online, but I, I, I didn't read any reviews or spoilers or anything, so I didn't pick up on that at all until... I, I think I did say in one of our podcasts, I thought she was something that she wasn't. Yes, I think we all realize that. Yeah, uh, maybe she was an alien or, or like an alien soldier or something. But I never thought of the future until obviously minutes into this episode. I was like, wait a minute, especially when the stripe stripe um, mm -hmm. is doing things like shaking her hand or like her she does with her fingers. Mm -hmm. She did that earlier on, and I'm like, True does that all the time. And um, so, wow. 
this uh, first 20 minutes or however long it is of this episode is just like, what is going on? It's a whole new bunch of stuff to take in, new characters, a new storyline, but it's all related. Yeah, it was, it was, I was glad that they did the, the fingers thing, like, quickly into that first part, because I was so confused mm -hmm. initially, and, um, and then I was like, oh, 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 mm. like, I just sat here staring, like, watching with my mouth open, like, what? What's going on? What? Wait, what? What? It was just... It was a very Whedon-esque thing to do. Yeah. You know, to just... It, in a way, it reminded me of Dollhouse. Yes. With Elijah Dusko. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> because you I don't mean. really know what's going on in Dollhouse either until... But, I mean, the reveal in Dollhouse is happens sooner but um he likes doing that uh it was i don't know i, I th this episode kind of blew me away in in a lot of ways because you know first of all you don't know what's going on and then you have um stripe who's played by claudia black claudia black mm -hmm. um and when she when she commits suicide and gets her soul or whatever gets put into Molly's body, it's very convincing mm -hmm. when she gets pulled out of the water yeah. and taken to the asylum for committing trying to commit suicide that that you know she's striped and she doesn't know where she is and she thinks she's in a sim and you know, it, it, I was really impressed with Laura Donnelly's acting in that because yeah. she does a very convincing American accent or Canadian. I guess she said she was Canadian. Um, and and her just like quickly having to adapt. And then it just sort of explains it all, like why she was the way she was for the, all the other previous episodes. Yeah. Best part of the episode. Oh, so those are the rules and she punches out the nurse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the um, <clears throat> When I was first watching this, I thought that we were looking at the future of what had, we had been seeing in the past. And I was like, oh, that sucks. That, that the whole thing escalated. But in reality, whatever has happened in the future, the Galanthia is trying to prevent that by going back in time and, and changing it. So whatever we saw in the future is now, you know, they're trying to change that. Whether they will or not, I don't know. It's, you know, interesting. It adds a whole new level to this show. <laughs> it answers a ton of questions, but it really creates a ton more. So mm. um, <clears throat> it explains about uh, <laughs> uh, Maladay, who, whose real name is Sarah. Mm. flashback with that yeah As they were friends and then she sold her out like oh take her yeah well she had to get out of there and 
the only way to really kind of escalate that was to put to throw her under the bus and basically um you know and she regrets doing it but now Melody's obviously not taking that too well <laughs> and that gives her motive that's the motivation behind behind that character and the fact that she saw the the Galanthia when it came down and no one else can remember that and there's so much that just makes perfect sense that's uh, uh, shows you a good writing because it all fits together you're you're watching it and you go okay yep we know that okay that fits in there that's why that character's like that that's why it all makes sense it's not like wait a minute you, you know you're never thinking that mm -hmm. um, they did a great job of the of um, portraying the future. You know, like when they go into the garden, every half of them are like, "What? What?" Because they have never seen vegetation before. It's just, it really sets up the stage really quick. It develops a character, you know, a, a sympathetic character that <laughs> gets killed, and you know they're all dying left and right. And there's, you know, they're obviously they show the Galanthi that the creature for the first time, and it's like a giant elephant octopus thing walking around yeah um and you don't know exactly what they were there in the first place for and there it seems like their appearance either started the civil war or they came in to try to stop the civil war um well i think they were trying to help the humans from you know destroying their planet that's what it seemed like to me. Um, and then you have the, the Free Life uh, Brigade or, you know, side of things who who thinks they're evil and is very religious and doesn't want them to be there. And you have the, uh, what are they called, the planetary defense mm. people who yeah. are trying to, let more Galanthi through if they're if they are out there. Um, yeah, because there was the the Galanthi were were coming to help them. Yeah. Yeah, and they were talking about the spores changing people, and you know, obviously the touched is still happening in, in that future. Um, yeah, but the the ones from the future it just gave them a lot more empathy. Yeah. And didn't give them any special powers. It just gave them empathy, which okay. seems like was something lacking since it said, they said 5 billion people on the planet had died. And, you know, London is a bombed out wasteland and you're, you have to assume the rest of the planet looks like that too. Did um, Stripe say anything about um, that she could see the past, that she experienced the past? Like she kept... No, she said she studied it at university. Oh, I thought she was she had powers. Okay, I, I guess I missed that. I, I don't know why. No, she's able to still see the future. Because she sees herself being choked into a puddle of water. I thought that didn't happen until she became Amalia. Yeah, but she still saw the future. Well, I'm talking about in the stripe. She can't see the future. I thought she did because we saw that when she was in the future world. I thought it was something from the past that she had gone through. But okay, so that's something I'm not 100 percent sure on. Um, 
I, I thought there was that they had still were giving people powers, but I, now I, I don't remember specifically anyone using powers. So um, I don't know if I have written anything down here that changed the sport. I thought they were doing something where their spores were changing people, like you said. Why, why would it be changing them differently in the future? And then when they went into the past, now they're giving them powers. I'm not really sure why. Yeah, it looks, it looks like, I think the scientists that were in that lab, the ones that were killed by the uh, free life people, mm -hmm. I think they were trying to send humanity back to Victorian times to fix everything. Okay, and they were working with the Galanthia, mm -hmm. so that was the whole plan, and then since everyone was dying, including the scientists and everything, the, the Galanthian, the last one there, takes um, that soldier, the, the, um, I don't know if it's her name is Stripe or she's called Stripe. Nope, that's stripe. her rank. Her name is, rank. yeah, her name is Zephyr. Zephyr, that's right. I have that written down somewhere where she tells um, Pennant's her real name. Right. So that was chapter one when we were in the future, which was called Stripe. Uh, chapter two is um, Molly. Molly, and that's the flashback that we're talking about. With she's works as a delivery for a baker, and you know, kind of likes this guy, but you know, ends up not hanging out with him, and you know, loses out on that, and then marries into the bakery family, and he dies, and. Um, loses kids, loses some babies. She tries to have. Yeah, she, she has, has a couple miscarriages. And that was uh, a sad chapter. Yeah, there's nothing good about every. That's and that. The, why did she kill herself? Well, yeah, look at all the stuff that happened. Her old right. boyfriend's married, and life sucks. And she loses her job as the yep. baker, and she del delivers the the rolls and stuff, or the bread. Well, she was still delivering at the end, though. So, did she lose her job, or did she? She lost her job she as a baker. Yeah, she lost her job as a baker because the the owner of the bakery wanted her daughter to come into the business. Oh yeah. So yeah. She gave her job to her daughter, and and then said she would pay. Um, Amalia. You know, a couple of pennies to do deliveries every day. Okay. That's why she was always walking through the alley with a basket full of. Okay. Baked goods. But did she deliver beforehand, and then once she got promoted, and then got demoted again? Is that what happened, or I thought she delivered initially, but um, maybe not. So, okay. Um, so she decides to kill herself, and that's when all hell breaks loose. And, and that's the um, Galanthia appear, and Zephyr takes over her body. Now I think Molly is still in there. Maybe, maybe not. No, because she has to relearn the language. She gets someone um, to help her relearn the language to be like a a proper, like, accent, yeah. a proper English lady. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was very um, Eliza Doolittle. Yeah. Yes. And uh, yeah, so. We see the origin of, like we said, uh, Malady. We also see how 
Amalia meets up with um, the, doctor. the doctor and <laughs> see how he starts to heal people. We find out he's yeah he, he learns he's... how to do it yeah and he also learns how to do her. Um, <laughs> yeah well it's and she's you know she she's she's swearing like crazy stripist the stripist you know um zephyr is swearing like crazy and she's like well you know the doctor says well one of the things you need to do to get out of here is stop swearing you know <laughs> um so yeah I have a thing here that says I've done this before, which I'm not sure what that means, but. I think she's done this before is when she went down to see the guy, uh, uh, Galanthia was up in the ceiling. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming, what I'm she assuming goes, is. Oh, we've done this before. You're still stuck in the ceiling. Yeah. yeah there was, there was that moment. I'm still in my notes for chapter two, but, oh. um, what, what to change. So. I don't know if she knows what needs to change. You know, they're going back in time to, to change something, and I don't know if. Well, that's what I thought. A, I thought uh, that's why the Galanti took her soul and brought her back through time so they can change. Change history. what, though? Do they have well, an idea? Well, we don't. Well, no, we still got six more episodes to go, so they didn't tell us. Okay. I'm just curious if that's one of the questions that has come up is. Do they have a specific reason why they're targeting that time period? Did something happen that they need to change? Uh, or are they just saying, let's get back in time and do something? You know, there's obviously got to be a plan. I don't know. Whatever is happening in the Civil War it must have started at this time period. Well, I think they're probably going back to when things were just being invented. You know, the latter half of, of the 19th century and early part of the 20th is, you know, there was an explosion in inventions. And and I think, you know, the Galanthi may be thinking, and I'm just speculating here, but the Galanthi may be thinking, you know, maybe we need to, like, <laughs> change some of this stuff so we're not destroying the planet and fighting over scarce resources a couple hundred years in the future. Um, but how do they do that? Because so far what they've done is they've created a, a um, group of touched that are causing all kinds of chaos and, and conflict and Penitz is creating technology for the future. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, I, we don't know. I'm sure that I'm sure it'll be revealed. I mean, it took us six episodes to find out what uh, Zephyr, what Amelia really was, mm -hmm. and how everything came to be. So, yeah. Well, that's why I'm asking the question. That's one of those new questions that come up. Came up is we don't know what the specific plan is, and we don't know if True knows what it is because it feels like to me they came back in time, and is it the creation of the Touched that's supposed to change this? I'm still confused by. Galanthi, when. He was, she was, Galanthi was talking to her, says, you need to forget a little bit longer, you know, and the, that part of her vision was the girl that speaks all the languages. Yeah. You're not so, supposed to, you're not supposed to remember yeah, this, you know, whatever. At it least is. not yet. So, yeah, you see, she sees Myrtle. Yeah. So. 
But all I'm saying is the big question now is what are they doing back in time? What is it that they need to change? Because so far they've just created a mess. I, I mean, the Galanthia, I'm, I, I want to watch the first part of it again because I, I, I'm not understanding. The Galanthia were giving out spores and they were talking about spores in the future. So I don't know what that was. Was it just trying to calm people down so they but it was it was it seemed to not work because the civil war was coming to a head and they needed to go back in time to change it because it wasn't working so that's an obvious plot line where oh we're almost on the verge of destroying we might as well go back in time and change something so what is it that that they they were investigating they were um they were looking at the victorian times they had artifacts something they decided that something was going on back then that they needed to change. And so they're going back there to, and was the plan all along to create a, a race of superheroes, sort of? Could be. To, to make conflict? Why would making conflict in the Victorians era they, save what they're doing? Or they want those superheroes to come together and and help change whatever. Maybe. Change the yeah. mentality. I mean, it, it's um, the the way it was the way it was set up with so many people against the touched is similar to what you know the the free life people were like against the Galanthi. So yeah. uh, I, I don't know what the purpose is of of people having all these different powers. And not and just everybody just not. Why didn't they just give everybody empathy? <laughs> you know, why didn't the Galanthi just make everybody yeah. more more you know uh, nicer? <laughs> well, it didn't work in the in the future times. So why didn't they make everyone the free life and everyone? I I don't know. I, I just yeah. there's all those questions still. So it's confusing because that part of it is not answered and it's important thing to answer <laughs> um they don't necessarily have to answer it right away they don't have to ever answer it if they don't want to but obviously it's it's important enough that i think they eventually got to deal with it sooner than later mm -hmm. um and then there's still tons of questions that can keep us watching but that's something that is it's a big you know I have to watch it again because I feel like part of the answer is in there somewhere. Yeah. But, um, and they, one of the things that they say, which leads into that, is Penitz and True. They're basically saying we will never know if we were successful because whatever they're changing now in his in Victorian era, they're never going to know because they'll be long dead. Mm-hmm. And so that's important. Um, and then, they, you know, that's when the whole flash thing happens with Myrtle and I need you to forget. And uh, and then the next part is um, where they're looking for the Galanthia. We go back to our present timeline where they went in, their mission was to go in there. And, um, you know, oh, you're still in the ceiling, you know, and, mm -hmm. and then they're trying to get out of there. And the shop girl who we had noticed seemed to be rep um, cognitive of her powers 
in the last episode gives them a boost and gets them out of there. Yeah. Saves them. Yeah, that saves was another funny them. saying that she had after she had the vision and they came to attack her. He says, oh, that part is now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, the birds helped. Uh, Augie was able to talk to the birds and get them to attack uh, in the escape. Mm-hmm. So... The other thing was, um, I had forgotten about this, but um, everyone still thinks, no, okay. Who thinks that Malady is dead? They all um, do. They do, they all do. Because the only one who, who knows that she's not is... Mundy. Uh, um, Mundy, uh, yes. Yeah. He's right. the only one who knows. And they I haven't mean, talked to Mundy yet because yeah. this one leaves off where last week they all, it was like you said, they were going to show one one day, another the other so and then the, uh, <laughs> the blimp she the goes, blimp comes in that they we goes, saw starting to blow up in the last episode <laughs> it's just a prototype oh she goes effing prototype yeah. <laughs> Zephyr Alexis Levine Naveen Naveen okay nice to meet you hmm. <laughs> So definitely, um, um, and Zephyr definitely definitely wants to be taller. She, <laughs> this body is too short. Yeah, she had to, um, she had to really work hard to get that body up to because it was obviously a Victorian era malnutritioned uh, bakery delivery girl, and he she had to try to whip it into shape and you know doing some push-ups and stuff like exercise, that. Yeah. And it's just, like I said, it fits all together. After It all makes sense. Most of it. There's still some things that, as we just mentioned, are not quite there yet. But it's just so easily puts together everything. And there's reviews online about people who probably watched the first episode and went, oh, too confusing, uh, bad rating, bad mark. This, this show sucks. But when if you stay with it, you're like, oh, well, that's the okay. same thing that happened with one division. If they stayed with it, mm-hmm. you'd see the overall story. Yeah. I mean, you just can't. I know it's six parts. I mean, you can't judge on part one. You gotta at least give it half, to part three halfway before you make judgment on it. Yeah. And you have to find that balance. You can't make a show that's going to have questions too long. Like I think Lost probably did a little bit of that because people. We're dr- turning tuning out of that show in droves later in the seasons because they start they kept they would answer a couple of questions but they added tons more and if you do too much of that you um, you alienate the audience. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have attention spans anymore. Yeah. So on the other hand, you do, if you answer everything and kind of like say by the way that's it, then people tune out quicker. So you have to find that balance, and you have to find things that are interesting and questions, like oh wait a minute, and you to keep it fresh. You 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 know I I don't know how far ahead they plan these things. You know when you look at Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Josh Whedon wasn't thinking, oh wow you know was, you know Spike's going to become good, and you know, those characters weren't even in his mind. Maybe, and no, I one. know Spike. I know Spike wasn't. Yeah. He was just supposed to be a short, 
you know, a couple of episodes. Be, yeah, yeah. But so, but they adapt and they they change the way things are. But did he have the whole last episode in mind when he did this? Maybe, maybe he had that planned out from the beginning. He did. You... He did write all six of these, and no, he did not. I don't. I think Jane Espen. Uh, she wrote well, one. Okay. You're right. Well, at least she got credit for it. He might have. So yeah, I I, I mean, but what his okay. involvement? What? According to this, he only wrote the first episode. Okay. Well, I'm sure he had a story. For, credited, yeah, credited for the first episode. Does it mean? I'm sure the one that Jane Espenon wrote might have been a little bit of him with her. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's his concept. Again, this is true with almost everything. We we've debated Russell T. Davis up and down and, and even some of the other producers, how much of it is them and how much of it is someone else. And in the case of this, Josh Whedon's in with a committee of people and he gets certain credit, but he doesn't sit there and say, okay, this is what's going to happen in episode five. He says, here's the plot line, Stripe, True, you guys write the story. And then, you know, the writers come in and say, okay, you've get, you know, and, and I'm sure it wasn't all him that came up with every concept and they're developing it as they go along, like any no, other show. No, he probably show. came up with a, uh, an outline and says, hey, this is what I want to see happen in episode six. And, you know, let's try to get this all somehow get together. Yeah. So he, yeah. Gives, he gives it to other people to work on. But what was, in, what was his involvement? How much of it was already mapped out? Did he have an outline well, that had three sentences, or did he have an outline that was eight pages long? <laughs> well, obviously episode six that we just saw was probably mostly all him. It was definitely a lot of his the way he does things, boom, boom, boom. But if he writes the majority of it, he gets credit for writing it. Unless he wanted to take his name off it because of the issues he has, just saying. Well, he didn't take his name off of any of the other episodes, so why would he, you know? Who knows? Yeah. Anyhow, um, but how much of this show is mapped out, obviously the whole first season would be mapped out. This is not like a, a traditional 70s or 80s show where individual episodes are not connected. Everything is connected and everything is important. It's also well thought of. If the show were to go 10 seasons, by the time we get to the 7th, 8th season, or, or even earlier, 5th or 6th season, we can sit there and say, wait a minute. I, I'm pretty sure he has this whole season planned out, but you know, I'm sure he does. I mean, he was the showrunner, and I'm pretty sure he had all this all planned out before COVID stuff interrupted. Oh, that was the thing. Speaking of COVID, when I was I actually was watching the credits to see if there was like a preview at the end for the next six episodes, and they actually had credited in their COVID crew or something like that. COVID testing crew actually uh, had a credit yeah. <laughs> on this episode. I was mm -hmm. like. I, I was I was just like that. Oh, there it is. So that was like <laughs> definitely something different. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, and, and now that it, it, there's a different showrunner, there's there. It's I'm curious to know what direction it goes in because did Joss Whedon have an endpoint? Did did he have an ending for the show? I bet you he um, did. And, and probably, but will they stick to it or will they go way off? You know. And again, so how many of these? So you did uh, J. Michael Straczynski where he already had the final episode hashed out and it could fit in anywhere? 
Yeah. Babylon 5. I mean, I don't think J. Michael Straczynski had it planned out that Sinclair was going to come in. Uh, that uh, um, sure. he wasn't he wasn't going to hear, you know, people leaving the show. He didn't have that planned out, but maybe he had the end point. I think he had the end point. He just changed his character with his character and stuff like yeah. that. It's still like one of my all time favorite endings. But it's the same thing with this. If, if, you know, we don't know how this is going to end for this first season. Uh, and we don't know, you know, it sounds like what she said was, we're, not, we're never going to know if we were successful. That's probably going to be true. I don't think we'll ever know because we'll probably not see the end of this show. But if we do, um, maybe they'll go back to the future. Yeah. I just hope we get an ending. Yeah. I just hope that because there was something on Netflix that just got canned and it just came out and then they canned it and it ended on a cliffhanger. So now people who are watching it oh, are not going to know. That's superhero show, right? Okay, sure. I, I, I guess. I don't know because I, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I didn't either. It. People I heard... fans were like, oh, it ended on the cliffhanger. Can you at least let us get a resolution? It's like, oh. There was, there was. I was going to watch it, but then I saw, heard some bad reviews about it, so I, I I'd sit in there, I'm, and I'm glad I didn't because I wouldn't like that. I never got around to it. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is the same thing. I mean, we're not sure. You know, this show has gotten some kind of bad ratings or bad reviews. I don't know about the ratings because they don't make any sense to me because they're you know. Well, don't forget, not everybody gets HBO. You have to pay extra for that. That's right. And. You know, if you don't have HBO, then you have to pay for HBO Max, and no one's going. Not everyone's going to pay for HBO Max. So they're going to go. They're not going to go by ratings compared to what the the um, NCIS or whatever those shows are getting. They don't go up against them. They go up with what other HBO shows are doing. So if 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 it's if they're comparing it to Game of Thrones, if they're comparing it to other HBO shows, and it's doing horribly compared to them, then it may not make it. Well, but if the ratings have gone up. Yeah. I'm looking at the total viewers and mm -hmm. millions, and it seems to have gone up every week. Yeah, it's not dropping. So no. that's good. I just don't know. I'm not, I can't and compare. This is just the TV stuff. It doesn't have the streaming, which. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, it's, yeah it's gone up. Yeah. Which is a good sign. Yeah. So um, I want to uh, – Claudia Black, who played uh, – I thought she did an amazing job. Um, you know, she's the original, but she's basically playing off of how um, the true character was developed by Laura Donnelly. And um, she did a great job. She's from um, – I think she was in Stargate. Yes. But she's also – I know her from Farscape, which was an excellent show. And, uh, what was she in Farscape? Farscape. She was the main. She was uh, the main woman. The. Oh, okay. Whatever her character's name is. Um. Aaron's son. Aaron's son. Yeah. Oh, she was also in Xena too. Okay. Yeah, I and thought she was Stargate. in. Was she in Stargate? She was, okay. she was in Stargate. Twenty-six episodes. Yeah, I never watched Stargate, so but I'm I'm sure I remember that. So, anyways, um. Yeah, this is a definitely a game changer episode. <laughs> it, it uh, you're like, whoa, wait a minute, am I watching the same show here? And but by the time it, 
it goes through it. And that's the sign of good writing. When you have a show that can add something to it that you're like, no way does this make any, there's no way that this thing in the future can make any sense. And then by the end of it, you're like, whoa, it all makes sense. <laughs> Nothing is, you know. And again, I thought it was a flash forward to show whatever was happening in the Victorian era is just not going to end well because this is the, and it still could be, they could still, whatever they're doing in the past could still be resulting in what we see in the future. And so um, that would be a depressing ending, but uh, <laughs> my guess is it could end where we see the future and we see, uh, you know, like a dialogue of Amalia saying, or someone saying, um, you know, the future was bright and, everyone work work together and you see people who are have powers with people who don't and you know some glorified oh happy ending like and that would be the end of the show and that's a possibility and and i hope they do that as opposed to just oh no a cliffhanger and guess what the show's canceled yeah i agree <laughs> mm -hmm. and they could do what other shows have done is sort of end it but I don't think this is the type of show that does that. But when you think about Buffy, they really never had a cliffhanger ending to a season except for, like, you can argue the death of Buffy, but that could have been an ending of the show. They could have just ended it right there and not come back. Mm -hmm. um, but they never did cliffhangers, which is, I don't mind that because I don't, I don't necessarily want to, like you say, a cliffhanger and, and all of a sudden this the show was didn't really end up the, the Part six didn't end on a cliffhanger that much. It was just like it left a ton of unanswered questions. Well, yeah, yes, it did. And and but it's not like someone's hanging off the edge and they're going to die or something like that. But well, yeah. Um, but we still want to know. And and there's, you know, it looks like it's confirmed that they're going to do at least six more. So are they? Is it a? Are they? By this time, I think they would know whether or not they're going to go with a second season. Or I don't know if they're calling the this, this next six the second season. It sounds like no. One. It's just part two of season one. Okay, and then what's the plan? Do they will they know by the time they finish filming if they're going to continue? I would think my, so. My guess is they would. Sometimes they don't. Shows end and then they don't know. But if they do, they can change it to end it pretty quickly. So anything else about this one? No. No. Okay, thanks for listening.